What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. At the Combine on Friday, Jarrah was in the bus, wondered if we would get the bus press conference. We finally got that on Friday, did not have the scouting hat on, but played the part of a scout. As we heard earlier, he talked about looking at tape, and that tells him Zeke still got something. So anticipate, just reading between the Jerry lines, that you'll see Tony Pollard giving the franchise tag, and he'd sign right back up there for Pollard and Zeke from last year um, at a reduced rate, of course. But even if you renegotiate with Zeke, that's going to be about $12, $13 million for that position just for those two dudes. I think we're going to see that, but, man, I cannot believe it. And maybe who knows, maybe he's just – pumping up Zeke, and they will release him. But he he didn't sound like that on Friday. He sounded like we don't understand how great Zeke is, and he's going to be back with Tony Pollard. I expect to see them both back. I thought the morning news did a good piece over the weekend about you will probably see those two back, but that all bets are off for 2024, that neither of them could be back by then. Pollard will be 27 at that point. They'd have to make a big decision about paying a running back that much money at that age. Zeke, I cannot imagine, would be back in 2024 (laughs) as much as nobody wants him back in 2023. So you could see a complete overhaul in a year's time. He also talked about the Amari Cooper deal. Like Steven, they're, they're trying to kind of gloss over that. What looked like a really bad deal. The Cowboys only get two fifth round picks for Cooper last year. They do get rid of that salary, which can have an effect, a good effect on this year and next year for the Cowboys. But as many have brought up, well, yeah, what about last year's team? What if you had Amari Cooper on last year's team? Would you have won the division? Would you have beaten the 49ers? Who knows? He says, well, no, because, uh, hey, did the Browns win the uh, Super Bowl last year? They had Amari Cooper. that's great logic it's it's like uh you know just sleight of hand and he and i guess some people do buy this when they hear it and jerry does have that ability when he talks to you you think okay yeah he seems sincere about it but as brad sham once said and he got in a lot of trouble for saying it what jerry jones tells you isn't always the truth it's our job to tell you what is not the truth and uh, yeah, that one didn't fly very well when Brad was the voice of the Cowboys. But no, that landed him in the Rangers broadcast booth for three years. <laughs> that had him doing baseball for a couple of years before he came back. All right, so remember we had that story, and I think this has received such little attention that over the last couple of years, the Cowboys are at the very bottom as far as how much money do they actually spend with the tr- with the salary cap that you can spend as you can get at the ninety percent number of the cap and you don't have to spend all of the cap and if you add it up the cowboys have been at the very bottom of that list well he heard that and this is how he puts the jerry jones spin on that now i saw the other day where someone said that we were second or third last on spending money uh, but, uh 
I don't think I need to spend y'all's time going over how everybody ultimately spends the same amount of money. And it's a cash item. It's ultimately done. It may not do it this year, but it may average out through the next. Through the next. And uh, that's, uh, that's really not hard to understand. We, by nature, principally because of taxes in this country, paying taxes, we, by nature, make everything year to year to year, when in fact life is really a rolling five years or ten years when you do your planning. It's really a rolling show. So I'm not really sure what that means outside of, from what I understand, and I am not a capologist, but from what I understand, the last couple of years, so 21 and 22, the idea from the NFLPA was you were supposed to spend 90% of the established cap of 225. But in reality, there's a three-year period of time from 21 to this year, and the cap amounts to around $615 million, that you must spend at least 90% of that number. So by what Jerry is saying, I think may be true that this year, to get to that number of 615 they will then, over a three-year mm-hmm. period of time, spend the same amount of money. So that does make you think that they can do some things this year because they have to. The NFL is going to force them to spend that money. That's the way I understand it. But I get back to last year. Why didn't you get the 90% last year when just, again, it's a what separates these teams from 12 wins to 14 wins or 10 wins to 12 wins or divisional round to the NFC Conference Championship? Isn't it one or two players sometimes? Yeah, the only answer would be the old Donnie Nelson answer. We're keeping our powder dry for right. X player three years from now. And maybe we see them go out and get that player this offseason. And if that's been their master plan for three years, then okay, depending on what player that is. But for some reason, I don't think that's their master plan. Here's a question for you. If there What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real, because just business is better business. Visit JustCapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Hey, everybody. This is Dan Bespris, host of Fantasy NBA Today, a daily fantasy basketball podcast. We cover every box score from every game every day. Plus bonus shows on buy low opportunities, players to stash, schedule analysis, and really anything you could need to smash your league into deliciously tiny pieces. Catch the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, part of the Believe Network, on YouTube or wherever you listen. It wasn't a minimum spend. Are we to assume that Jerry would, would not spend even that? I guess you didn't have to. But just the idea of being competitive, you had to get at least close to that number, which I guess they were. I don't know. It, it doesn't make much sense to me, but it, I think it did allow last year when we thought, wait, the Cowboys were way down at the bottom as far as actual money spent? Because he's the owner that says he'll do he'll anything, do anything to and win. He said that to us in training camp last year. Well, let's hold his feet to the fire this free agency and this offseason, this free agency time that 
uh, starts here in just a matter of days, and he says that the Cowboys just might make a big free agent splash. I want to tell you, don't dismiss us doing something special with the right veteran free agent. Any place. Uh, I would in a New York minute if I think that it fits a lot of what I'm sitting here talking about. If it fits more than uh, a short-term short-term uh, situation for us. Uh, but uh, we saw last year that you could take really the, the mustard out of our, our team in losing Dak for those first six, seven ball games or those uh, from the second through sixth game or seventh game. You saw what that could have done to you had you had a good plan in place but then you saw some things you couldn't have expected. Saw Rush step up there and get it done. That buoyed me to never think that a single player, no matter who he is, in our case it was Dak, could basically keep you from putting yourself in position to win a Super Bowl. I'll never have that cross my mind again after what we saw with Dak's, how the team, what the coaches did, what Mike did, and how the team uh, stayed in there and fought back on that. And that will dictate, when you are reminded that happens, that'll dictate some of our personnel decisions right now. Yeah, it's a little harder in football to say it's all about one guy, but generally if you lose your quarterback for six or seven weeks, you are going to be sunk. And I don't know if he needs to have that philosophy when it's time to pay Micah. Hey, no one player is going to be the difference between us going to the Super Bowl and not, I don't I don't know about that. Uh, when it comes to playing a truly unique player, uh, I I think you better pay him. Yep, I agree. Yeah, I don't know if Once you have he plays this, running back. I don't know if you have this comment, the one he said about being difficult to build around Dak. Did we pull that? No, one? no, we okay. did not. No. This is the one that drove me crazy. This is the general manager. This reminded me of Jason Kidd's comment from last week when he said, I'm just like you guys. I'm just watching this thing. <laughs> yeah. As if he didn't just have an any observer. control yeah. over what was going on on the court. Well, Jerry said that it's difficult to give Dak the type of supporting cast that he had early in his NFL career because he's now on his second contract. Yeah. That's okay. the general manager saying that. Yeah. The general manager who was responsible for giving Dak that contract, was responsible for giving Zeke that contract that handicapped the building around Dak. The general manager who franchise-tagged him and rolled the dice on him, I guess not getting better or not eventually having to pay him $40 million a year. That cap hits $49 million this year. Jerry made his bed, and now he's acting like, he didn't. Now he's acting, right. well, it's just too difficult to build around these guys on their second contract. Well, you gave him that contract. Right. Yeah. And almost saying, well, we're just so handcuffed because, you know, you just have to, you have to pay them and then therefore it makes it difficult to do your job. Well, then don't pay your running back right. the top rate in the NFL when nobody's paying running backs that. Okay. On the deck, I know where you're talking about because that was right before he said this. So there's some context to that comment with this. Ask about, okay, well, you talk about these diminishing skills, but now you're talking about maybe extending him. 
what makes you think he's going to bounce back? And then there's a really good follow-up question from Todd Archer about, okay, well, if you say that, that he can eliminate mistakes, then what about the mistakes he made this year with all those interceptions? This is an interesting view of Dak and then what to do about him moving forward. He has the physical skills uh, to uh, do this at the level uh, to win us the Super Bowl. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. And uh, uh, does he do it with some of the same nuances that several of these other quarterbacks do it? Uh, no, he doesn't. But uh, uh, he's got some things that uh, uh, he can work on and uh, uh, be more effective. Or let me put it like this: uh, Dak is a born mistake eliminator. What? <laughs> He'll repeat. Born. It. Mistake eliminator. Oh, born. <laughs> yeah. If I were going to pick somebody that I'd say, now go out there and correct your mistakes, improve or do that, I'd rather start with him as raw material than anybody I've been around that position. Is he, that harder to say when he's coming off a time when he tied for the lead, league lead interceptions? No, the reason I'm saying it is because he's tied for the – That's that's actually a good question, and that's the reason I'm saying it. That's what he does in my mind that uh, helps uh, me sit here and talk about his uh, future with the Cowboys. Is uh, He's got the makeup to eliminate mistakes. He's got the physical ability to eliminate mistakes. I see what he's saying there, and I, I love that about Dak, too. He is a hard worker, man. He's all in. It's all the character things that we like about him. But I thought that was an excellent well, he's been in the league now. Last year was his seventh year, and he's still throwing all these picks and making these terrible mistakes. Isn't that a hard thing to say after a year like that? And Jerry's almost like, well, watch this. And he also talks about he thinks Mike McCarthy will help that out too. But, yeah, um, along those lines, he doesn't have the ability, some of these players that are quarterbacks that are getting the big money, but those intangibles will help him get us to a Super Bowl. I thought he was saying he's a barn mistake eliminator. <laughs> and I was thinking, is that a football term I'm not familiar with? You're, they're called barn mistakes? He did put the Arkansas twang on that, <laughs> barn. Yeah. But then I've never heard the phrase born mistake eliminator. <laughs> so it's confusing all the way around. It's a very confusing phrase for sure. Um, okay, this is one thing where I just I don't believe – Jerry's story is Mike McCarthy wanted this – strange um, structure that he took over as a known offensive guy, a known play caller, but he wanted Kellen Moore to stay here just to to keep the boat sailing with he and Dak. I think he was told he had to keep Kellen Moore, and then finally after three years he said, enough already, I want to do this, and I'm going to do it my way. Jerry says that's not the case, that this is just the natural progression of things. The natural thing to do, to look at uh, how to 
uh, give more to what Dak can be was to call on what Mike can bring to the table and uh, the way he is addressing it. I know he's spoken with you, uh, but what he's doing in the areas of our blocking schemes and what we're doing uh, uh, in our pass protections, pass protections. We hear about the running and we hear about how we emphasize running, but we don't. We weren't exactly up to where we need or think we need to be. Well, as it turns out, where we could really improve is pass protections. And I'm sure he went into that with you. But he, I was hearing that from Mike two years ago. Well, if that's the case, then why didn't he make the change two years ago? <laughs> right. I'm sorry, I don't. I still don't believe that. That oh, you know, this was Mike's decision three years ago. I think it took three years for him to finally convince Jerry. You hired me to win another Super Bowl. This is the way I did it in Green Bay. Let me do it like I did it there. And I'm not guaranteeing it's going to work, but I think that's it's got a better chance of working doing it that way than. Well, by the way, this is your offensive coordinator. Two years later, he complains about pass protection. This is not the way we do it, and I, I, I could fix this system. But Jerry says, "Well, Mike, you know, just wanted to keep doing it that way." I don't think so. Good luck to Coach McCarthy. I think we're all rooting for him, but unfortunately, his owner and GM will throw up three, four, five, six roadblocks this season. This offseason, that'll make it hard for him to do his job. Including, this is this has to be your running back duo. Right. Uh, which he may not be on board with. All right, that's what Jerry had to say from the bus, or at least part of uh, what was an hour and a half uh, discussion from the bus. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? (laughs) (laughs) In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen.